0: Hello everybody, Pastor Deborah here, and welcome again. We are going to pick up in another part of my wonderful true story of me called It's Time. It was the story of my history, of my death as Jan, and my resurrection as Pastor Deborah. We're working through it. It's going to take us a while. It took many years to go through this. You'll see my transition. You'll see battles. You'll hear stories that you will not believe in. But they are true. This one is in the School of Light. It's in the Kingdom of Agape Love, volume number one. I am telling you many, not all, but many of my true stories that I lived through, experienced my tests, my trials, my failures. My victories. So you will understand how I went from being a licensed clinical mental health counselor. To being a global spiritual master teacher. A spiritual mother. A pastor. A shepherd. A priest. A royal priest. A prophet. In the kingdom of heaven. On earth. Before we begin, I want to give a big thanks to Pixabay. For this wonderful free motion video and to zoom pro who i'm recording through now i do not use a green screen used to so if i look fuzzy around my hair or my background shines through or if i point my hand and it disappears to the video it is because there's no green screen behind me i hope one day zoom will be able to fix it so we don't have to have green screens they are cumbersome too big some of them don't work So I use a virtual background on Zoom Pro. And I thank Pixabay. They're a wonderful ministry. This is a free one. It's wonderful. It helps set the stage. I just did a comment on LinkedIn on about leadership and training. They want to know what do you do to help people, listeners, understand as you teach. I said I use Zoom Pro and I use a Pixabay motion video. I used to use a big easel back here with words on it. And you would look into my living room. Very crowded. And then I found this out. Because we are visual learners as well as hearers. So if I'm fuzzy, just close your eyes and listen. But we are visual learners. We know because we love to look at art, nature, animals, movies, science fiction, fairy tales. We are visual learners, and we learn by hearing, and we learn by touch. Both our soul, our biological body are at work, and our spirit. So here in the School of Light, a spiritual education series of Pastor Debra and my transformation from a licensed clinical mental health counselor at a national level in the United States. And licensed in the state of Florida To being a global pastor Spiritual mother It was a long years of transformation Studying Oh I had lots of tests And failures Attacks and trials Six books I was reading at one time Watching videos, making notes, reading, studying Many days I didn't think I would make it I had a family, a job I was taking people into my home, family who had no place to live, people who had multiple personalities and grew up in the occult, trying to help people, wanted to build homes of refuge, never had any money, never felt I could sell anything. Because I grew up in a military family. We served humanity. We were freedom fighters. We would sacrifice our lives, our shoulders, our hearts. Would carry the weight of death. Or well, we would lose many of our friends and family. But we would go to war for you. We didn't like you to be enslaved and bonded. Under dictators. So we would go and sacrifice ourselves. I grew up in that military. The Air Force. My father served General Patton in World War Two. He went into the Philippines. Would clear out any enemy. Caves. He became a psychology teacher. I taught some of his classes. We were off. I was an officer's daughter. I grew up with military officers and generals from all over the world. They were in my home, the officers club. I had to learn elegance and ballroom dancing and wear formal attire. I had to know about receiving lines and dinner parties. I had to meet admirals and generals, military people. My graduate degree I went to at Troy State University on Maxwell Air Force Base in Montgomery, Alabama. I was the only girl. All the, all the candidates who had come to the Allied Officers School who were te- students under my father. He was a teacher. They were my classmates. From all over the world I grew up with men Soldiers, uniforms, planes, helicopters, bombs My father taught Roxy at Bradley University In Peoria, Illinois I was an officer's daughter, a warrior I was a fighter And God took that And you're learning about this story of me How God will place you in certain places Raise you up and use you to help people around the world. I love World War II and One. I study wars, study ancient Chinese empires, Turkish empires, the Ottomans, Rome, Britain. I had to study the mentality of an officer. I had to understand training, education, discipline, Because that's what I was going to be. I was coming against major, major things. Of course, I didn't know it at the time. But this story, It's Time, is going to be story number 28 of Pastor Deborah's stories in volume one. And this is part number three. It's Time was a long story. We still got many parts to go through. But we're going to pick up where we left off. But first, let's open with prayer. Dearly, Father, we thank you for all the listeners here today, here on this YouTube channel, The Hidden Kingdoms. Thank you, Father, for their hearts wanting to learn and grow, and that you will reach out to them through this story that you orchestrated, directed, and helped Pastor Deborah to live. Thank you, Father, for your transformation. That old things pass away when we become your child. And a new us arises that has to learn and grow. Thank you for helping us to understand resurrection, rebirth, reincarnation. Even without the new body. Father, thank you for this story called It's Time for me being able to teach it here on YouTube through Zoom Pro with a motion video by Pixabay. Thank you, Father, that you took me through this so I could teach it and help others to walk this walk with you to a new life. Father, thank you that you are still fulfilling Isaiah 61 and 62 in my life that you want to feel in their life. Thank you for giving me a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision of my spirit out of my soul in the miry clay and the lust of the soul and the flesh, so you could teach it directly, shine your light of truth and wisdom on it, and I could hear you clearly. Thank you for that spiritual circumcision. Now, Father, be about your work. Help me teach so that they, too, may come to know that it is time for a new life in them, and the old must pass away. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. We have been working through some scriptures that are foundational to this story, and we're going to pick up where we sort of left off. We had been working through John 13, 34 through 35 of the authorized King James Bible. God always would give me scripture as I'm working through this in my life. Then afterwards to help you understand how the word of God is there to lead us and guide us, explain things to us, what's happening, back it up, what happens in your life. Because the word of God is there to help us. It teaches us, it guides us, it shows us the way, it brings understanding to us. If we use the word correctly, I follow lots of scriptures out, I follow the path, I follow the references. I look up words in the dictionary. I might look up the one word, Lord, in the Hebrew, the Greek, the Aramaic, and in Webster's Dictionary. And sometimes I might just teach on that one word I might ponder one word God Father For a long time Till I have a full understanding Spiritually Of what it means Because I cannot pass that information To my soul To transform my soul My helpmate Without true accurate light Truth and I must be able to give my soul understanding. And all of that is done with spirit and the Holy Spirit. The spiritual teacher of my spirit. So here in John 13. 34 through 35. We continue to see background information. About Pastor Deborah's life. And this story called It's Time. We're in verse number 35. By this loving your neighbor. As I have loved you in agape love. First I had to learn, how do you love me, God? What is agape love versus love? Is there a difference? Yes. Agape love is not human. It's not love between an animal, or you love a sports, or you love your earthly human being. It's different. He says, by this, learning how to love your neighbor, As I have loved you. Well first I don't know what he means there. So I had to study how he loved us. What did that mean? I had to study that in the Bible. I had to look at Bible movies. So I had to learn first he loved us. And then I was to understand. That is how I was to love you. So I had to learn. I didn't have any pastors helping me, sermons, church people, denominations, non-den... I had books from everywhere, fairy tales, cartoons, science fiction movies. I would read a children's book. I would read true stories. I would watch ancient Roman history, British history ancient Chinese dramas of empires, the Ottomans, the world of kings and queens and harems, the Arab world. I studied Muhammad, Islam. I studied Africa, slavery. Studied the Mediterranean, Greeks, Alexander, Cleopatra, Julius Caesar. Augustus, I studied history, documentaries, archaeology. I watched a show It from England about how archaeologists would go around the country digging up early Roman and Celtic civilizations. I love Egypt. There was a time when King Tut. A lot of his artifacts were touring the United States. I went to one of their tours. Saw many of King Tut's precious, precious historical items. I was interested in history. World War II's World War I studied. I was a student. I read true stories. When my family was reading nonfiction or fiction stories, they were readers. I was reading true stories. I read Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler when I was a teenager. I read about World War II. I read about many Hollywood movie stars who went crazy about their lives. I read about a MiG pilot from Russia who stole a plane and came to the United States of America. I studied presidents. I studied history, slavery. You want to go understand slavery and how it was connected to business? Mm Mm-hmm. Go study Wilbur Wilberforce. Amazing grace. Study the empires, how they traveled on big ships, study pirates, their search for gold. I studied. I read history, watched movies. So I knew I had to study. What was this love that he had for me and he said by this by loving your neighbor as I have loved you in agape love shall all men saved and unsaved spiritually know that you Deborah are my spiritual disciple student if you have agape love as I have Towards you. One to another. My love towards you. Would show others. That I am a spiritual disciple. A student. A follower of him. Now that rule. That standard is. Taken into all religions. But I'm having to study. What's a spiritual disciple. What was this purpose of these other people knowing this about me? So many more questions I had in these days of transformation. Now let's go back to Jeremiah 1, 4 through 19. And let's pick up at verse 8. This was God still speaking to Jeremiah, to Pastor Deborah. Do not be afraid, Deborah, of their faces, their attitudes, their words, their spiritual or physical presence, their hate, their anger, their attacks against you. I had to know that humanity would be against me, those who I was trying to help. Jeremiah was trying to help the leaders and the kings and the people of his day. And God was giving them warm, Don't be afraid of it. They're going to attack you. For I am with you, Jeremiah, Pastor Deborah, to deliver you, says the Lord. Jeremiah was thrown into prison. His fiance was killed. He's was kicked out of his house. His enemy heard about him. But he was attacked by his own people. But God is saying, don't be afraid of their faces, their words, what they can do to you, their attitudes, their attacks, their spiritual or physical presence. Their hate and their anger is going to come against you. But I am here to deliver you. Many people get attacked out on social media, in politics, in business. We say that every day. But there's also real bombs real gunfire, machetes, bombs. But he said, through all of that, do not be afraid. I will deliver you. Oh, I might die. I knew that. And the story about its time I had already committed myself because God had asked me, how much did I love you? Would I die for you in a satanic meeting by being hung on a cross? Like Christ Jesus was. And would I even let my only son biologically be skinned alive in front of me? Did I love you that much? Would I allow Satan to do that to me? And God says, no matter what happens, I will deliver you. I knew my spirit would be fine. My physical body might die in a horrible way. But he would be with my spirit even at that time. When I was on the cross. He would help my shoulders to be strong. To carry this burden. To sacrifice myself for you. Because he did it. On a cross. So he's challenging me. Do you. Pastor Deborah. Love them. You. That much. Verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his spiritual hand. Towards Jeremiah and Pastor Deborah. And spiritually touched our mouths. And the Lord said unto me. Jeremiah. You'll see that in the movie with Jeremiah. I think Patrick Dempsey. Plays part excellent. Shows him as a child now. Coming out of a dream. Touching his mouth. He felt the touch of God's hand. On his mouth. God has to touch your mouth. So it can be a spokesperson, it can be a vessel that he can use. Now, he was touching the spiritual mouth of Jeremiah and Pastor Deborah. Verse 10 See, he says, I have this day set you spiritually over nations and people and over the kingdom of this world. God touches your mouth, chooses you says, I've gotten you ready since before you went in the womb. It's going to be rough. People are going to try to kill you. They may do that, but you're going to be my mouthpiece to the world. I had to watch the movie Jeremiah, read his story over and over and over. I'd cry. I would ask God for strength. Jeremiah didn't understand it. Why was he kicked out of his home? His father beat him and betrayed him. He's trying to help his people. He gets thrown into prison. We see that nowadays in many nations. Somebody tries to rise up against the government, and they are considered the enemy. They're kicked off social media because they're coming against and challenging the powers that are in control. Watch Jeremiah's movie. With Patrick Dempsey. He was an innocent. Sweet young man. Who only wanted to do good. And follow the ways of his ancestors. And he had some evil. Wicked rulers. Kings and politicians. And prime ministers. And governors. And even his father. Became alone. God must separate you. From everything you think. Is important. Your family. Your brothers. Your government. Your system. Put you out in the wilderness. And if you don't get it yet. Even though he's in the movie. God's talking to Jeremiah. But he don't get it. It's he, just not there. We don't want to believe. That our family would do this to us. Or our leaders. Would be so corrupt. And they wouldn't follow. Even our constitution or our laws anymore. Jeremiah struggled with it. So did I. It was hard to believe, but God, through the movie, was showing me nothing has changed. There's a kingdom down here of darkness, corruption, and lust, and greed, and fear, and death. And God had to put words into Jeremiah's mouth and Pastor Deborah's. And we had to know that God would protect us even through death. And we had to be willing to go into the enemy's camp and speak truth. Jeremiah was attacked, but his enemy, the king of Babylon, they knew about Jeremiah. God will use your enemy against you. Nebuchadnezzar knew That he was the instrument of God to punish Israel God will use your enemy To bring judgment and punishment against you The enemy had respect for Jeremiah They didn't kill him, they were afraid of him Because they were really afraid of Jeremiah's God Even though they didn't believe in him Pastor Deborah stepped into the shoes of a Jeremiah At the time it just was too unbelievable I was alone, a short female. I had no backup, no friends, no family. I walked this with God alone like Jeremiah. So Jeremiah became one of my heroes, one of the instruments God used to help me make the transformation. So I and Jeremiah were told that God had set us this day spiritually over nations. That's governments. People and over the kingdom of this world. Satan's. to spiritually root out. And to spiritually pull down. And to spiritually destroy. And to spiritually throw down. All of that, Satan and his kingdom, throw down the nations, their power, their control. And then to spiritually rebuild and to spiritually plant the kingdom of heaven in people's spirits, souls, and on the earth. Wow. Can you imagine being told that? You're going directly against the nations, the governments, social media, businesses, leaders. And you're going to root them out, tear them down, going to pull them down and destroy them. Can you imagine if you're told to do that? How do you do that? How do you get to somebody's mind? How do you pull down propaganda? How do you pull down these world leaders who are dominating through money and business and war? How do you pull down politicians, corrupt governments and nations? I didn't know. Jeremiah didn't know. But that was his call, his purpose, his marching orders. And so was it to Pastor Deborah. Then we were told, you will spiritually rebuild. And to spiritually plant. In the movie Jeremiah. You will see that. Where Nebuchadnezzar comes in. And destroys the temple. And Israel is taken captive. And yet Jeremiah is still there. And he's looking at this. He says in order to rebuild. Things must be torn down. People taken into captivity. Judgment had come to Israel. Through a hand of Nebuchadnezzar. Don't you ever miscount sickness and disease. It is used by God. An unbeliever is used by God against believers who go astray. Who knew the one true God? A lot of people don't understand what's going on. In the world of violence, gun violence, human trafficking. They don't know. They don't know what's at work. They're fighting in the natural, but it ain't getting very far. How do you fight greed, corruption, business, world leaders? How do you fight mindsets, hearts full of hate and greed? How do you fight? I didn't know. Jeremiah would write truth down, he'd speak truth to leaders and get thrown in jail, prison, beaten. God was always with them And then we were told We were to spiritually plant What? Truth, righteousness The kingdom of heaven Replace what was there That's what Pastor Deborah Was called to do Verse 11 Moreover the word of the Lord Came unto me Jeremiah And Pastor Deborah Saying Jeremiah, Deborah, look, what do you see? And we said, we see a rod of an almond tree, a stick. Verse 12, then said the Lord unto us, you have seen well, for I will hasten my word to perform it. Almond tree started budding. On the rod Life from death And he says I will hasten it I will hasten my word That I've spoken Released on the earth Spoken to you To perform it This is deep stuff That I was walking through The movies helped Then I'd go and read the bible Over and over Look up the words Study Ponder Each of us has to do this. Verse 13 And the word of the Lord came unto us, Jeremiah and Deborah. The second time, Jeremiah was in a dream, saying, What do you see? Now he's asking you to look again. And I said, I see a seething pot, and the face of it, the opening, Towards the north Jeremiah met this man With some lambs and sheep in the movie On the road When he is just I can't believe what's happening And the man starts talking to him So What do you see You'll be asked by God What do you see happening in the world What's going on around you And you'll get a sign If you've been picked by God To be a Jeremiah You'll see, it might be in weird ways, might be in a movie, might be in a book, in nature, business, industry. Verse 14. Then the Lord said unto me, Jeremiah and Pastor Deborah, Out of the north an evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the land. God was giving Jeremiah and Pastor Deborah words of knowledge, prophetically speaking, telling us what was going to happen. Why was Jeremiah in touch with God? His heart was right. Now, a lot of people say they hear the voice of God. I saw this during one of the past elections. Many Christians were saying God had told them certain things. And I say, God, did you? Was that really you? Was that really going to happen? Was that the truth? I didn't know. God said, wait and see. So some time went, an election occurred. And everything these prophets had prophesied did not happen. And God said, wasn't me. They were listening to other voices. Familiar spirits. Their own soul. I go, okay. I don't listen to them. Because they didn't hear from God. Sometimes God makes me wait to see what happens. And I have to wait to learn the truth. Verse 15 For lo, I will call all the families of the kingdoms of the north, said the Lord. He's going to call on the enemy. You don't realize that sometimes the enemy of you comes at the calling of the Lord. If you've been given the truth and you know what the truth is and you don't do it, the enemy's coming after you and God will send them. You should know better. And they shall come and they shall set everyone. His throne, his place of rulership, at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem, they'll put their words in your soul. They'll put their thoughts, their beliefs in you. We see it when they come after our kids in the womb, our children in school, our neighborhoods, our money. And you who know better, vote for these people. He says, I'll send the enemy of the north after you. Don't you ever not think God is not a righteous judge. He has a police force. He will use everything he needs to. To get your attention. To discipline you. To get you back on track. These gates of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. This throne at the entering, this place of authority, it has a very deep spiritual meaning about demons and the gates of a spiritual man's heart and mind and soul. And against the walls of Jerusalem, thereof round about against the walls. There is much spiritual revelations here about spiritual man's salvation and praise. I had to look deep. Many of you know of God, have praised him, worship him, call on him, and you don't obey him. You go against his Ten Commandments. You go against his righteous laws. You disobey. You choose flesh over him. You choose money and greed and sex and power over him. You choose your ancestors over him. Now, he doesn't blame the unbelievers. They're already in the kingdom of darkness under Satan. And Satan has a right to punish him. But you believers in this God of David, ancient Israel, the God of Jeremiah, you mess up, you disobey, you don't want him, you better watch out, I want to stop it right here because we're fixing to go into Isaiah 60, verse 18. I had to learn these powerful rules and laws and know this about God's heart. He loves us so much. He knows children get off. We're told to follow rules and we don't follow them. We think his rules are confining. We don't like them. We don't have pleasure. He doesn't want us to have fun. We want to go have fun. Do what we want to do. And then. We get mad when he. Sends things against us. Yes against believers. Death is at work. It's a law. He created it. You disobey. You die. He is a righteous judge. With his people. Those that are not his people. They're already under the law of sin. And you die. In Satan's kingdom. He won't hesitate to kill you. If you don't obey him. Satan is only only following the pattern. And the laws of God Almighty. You obey me. Or you die. You do what I want. Or you die. And I have a right as your Lord. To beat you and use you and kill you. Any way I want to. You're mine. You're my property. That's the Lord. That's the definition. Satan learned all this by God himself. But God only does that with his own people. He will punish you. Discipline you. Try to help you grow up. Help you become mature. He'll let you go through things. He'll let you suffer. Now, we don't understand that. But we're all children who must Learn to mature and grow and be disciplined and learn that if we belong to, we believe in this God like Jeremiah and Pastor Deborah. Tests and trials are coming to see about your faith, your loyalty, your obedience. Can you trust him when you get beaten up, attacked? When you think you're doing right to help people in your nation. Can you stand the test? Pastor Deborah's been there. Jeremiah's been there. So here so far in this story called It's Time. God was using Jeremiah. To help me understand myself. And what I was going to be going through. What I was called to do. How he was talking to Jeremiah. He was telling me I've anointed your mouth. I've anointed you. I picked you up in the fire On the mountain of the fires. Before you went in the body. You're my chosen one. All humanity is. But even Jeremiah had to lose his father. Be kicked out. Thrown in prison. All because he's trying to do right by his nation. And speak truth. According to God. And he was attacked. Beaten. His fiance was killed. He was kicked out by his father. And God says, that's okay. I'm with you. We're going against some bad stuff. Uh, corruption, systems, nation, parenting. And they don't want to be embarrassed. But I'm with you, Jeremiah. And now I'm sending the enemy against your people. I'm sending Nebuchadnezzar in. He's going to destroy Israel. And I'm telling you ahead of time. I'm with you, Jeremiah, even in jail, even in prison, even when your fiancé is murdered. I'm with you. I got work for you to do. It'll change your life when you learn that you too are probably a Jeremiah. And it's time to go through that walk. I went through it in this transition. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you for this part of its time. Pastor Deborah's transformation story, just like Jeremiah's, going from an innocent person, just wanting to get married, just be whatever their parents wanted, to something else. Thank you, Father, for helping and being with me through the tests, the trials, the attacks, like Jeremiah. Thank you for calling me, telling me what I was to do, preparing me, showing me, talking to me, telling me I was to fight against the enemy here on earth, that no matter what happened, you would be with me, and I would help to rebuild and spiritually plant your word, your kingdom on earth. But first, many things had to happen. Father, thank you for showing me and using Jeremiah to teach me about myself, about you, about the enemy, about the earth, about what kind of kingdom is on it and what it was going to take and about a transformation that was to come. Thank you, Father. Help others to see The light and the truth. About themselves. About your word of God. Jeremiah. The truth. About kingdoms. Ruthless leaders and corruption. About how you use the enemy. To discipline your people. Father be about your work. Of fulfilling Isaiah 61. In their lives. As you have done in mine. Give them that Hebrews 4.12. A spiritual circumcision. That they may see and hear. Like Jeremiah and I did. You. Father help us. To see you at work. So that you can. Use us and work through us. To spiritually rebuild. The kingdom of heaven on earth. Inside of us. Our spirit soul and body. And to spiritually plant. Your words of life and truth. And your seeds of wisdom. And knowledge. Here. Within ourselves, in our spirits, in our souls, and on the planet. And that we would come to rule and reign as you intended. From Genesis 1, through 28. All of nature, all of the kingdoms would be under you. And we would be your prince and kings on earth. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you again in the next part of It's Time. Pastor Deborah's transformation story. Bye!